You're listening to Life and Health Matters with Dr. Shakib, and this is your host, Momak Shakib. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that there are different reasons why I do different episodes, and this one has to do with glycerin. I've been asked on the subject multiple times and also have been requested to do a show on the subject because it's semi-controversial because there's a natural glycerin and then there's a synthetic kind. So one of the best ways to deal with dry skin or irritated skin, the recommendation is glycerin, but you got to be careful what to look for. At any rate, I hope that you find the episode helpful. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please forward them to me via email, drspodcastshow at gmail.com. And so with no further ado, here's the podcast on glycerin. All right, let's talk about glycerin, which is actually a sugar alcohol that is found in both vegetables and animal fats. It is sweet in taste, and it's highly soluble in both water and alcohol, so it's used in tincture and in foods. In a pure form, it's referred to as glycerol. You may be familiar with the term glycerol. Pure glycerin actually dehydrates the deeper layers of the skin, and it pulls moisture from the dermis, which then allows it to absorb moisture from other sources. That's why it is often combined with other ingredients. You can mix it with lemon juice, just a tiny bit of lemon juice, and apply it to the bottom of your feet for those cracks that you get wearing flip-flops or dry skin. Glycerin is commonly used as an ingredient in various organic skincare products, and most studies are basically focused on the benefits on the skin. So there was a study that was published by the Journal of Acta Dermatovenereologica, which they showed glycerin improved skin texture and suppleness, and it, con- it continued to do so even after it was no longer applied. So it was beneficial that way. Other researchers showed that it improves the hydration of what's referred to as stratum corneum, which is the outermost layer of the epidermis, and uh, it protects the skin against irritants and accelerates wound healing. There was a 2015 study published in Journal of European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology, which showed anti-irritant properties of glycerin and its ability to help soothe inflamed skin. You can put it on your lips as a, uh, for, um, you know, cracked um, or dry skin there. You can apply it on your face. You can apply it anywhere you want, but you got to be careful. So other than the skin, which has the most amount of studies related to uh, glycerin, glycerin is also helpful with skin irritation and constipation, and it is used as an emulsifier, sweetener, and what's referred to as humectant, which is a basically the hair and skin products that add moisturizing effect. Glycerin is derived from animals and vegetables. When it's derived from animals, it is the animal fat with lye, 
uh, which breaks down the triglyceride and the triglyceride uh, has fatty acid chains and glycerol. So that's where the animal fat, how, how glycerin is uh, extracted from that. And this is actually how soaps and candles are made from animal fat portion of glycerin or glycerin derived from animal fat. And then in vegetables, it's typically from palm oil or coconut oil. And the extraction factor of glycerol is similar to the animal fat. I'm not so sure how I feel about palm oil. I prefer coconut oil. So then here's the catch. You can actually have a synthetic form of glycerin, which is a byproduct of petroleum, which is petroleum is the fuel that you basically, you know, the, the gasoline we put in our car, the, the raw material is petroleum. So you got to be careful what you're looking for. I'm going to get into that and let you know what to look for when you're getting glycerin. Glycerin. I use glycerin myself as a moisturizer um, and it works like magic. Glycerin and its moisturizing feature is the reason why it's used in soaps, toothpastes, lotions, creams, and other skin products. In the right climate, it's quite interesting, it can improve dry hair by getting moisture from the air into your hair. So it absorbs it from the air, from the uh, uh, humidity, and gets it into your uh, hair. It does have medicinal value. It's good for diaper rash, itching, skin burns, and it's anti-irritant and anti-inflammatory properties. It can be given intravenously to help reduce intracranial pressure from stroke, meningitis, and encephalitis. It's used for constipation as suppository by drawing water into the colon and rectum. So some people do use it as suppository for their constipation, but you got to be careful. So continue listening. For dehydration, it can be used, which is uh, from uh, basically when you get dehydrated from diarrhea or vomiting. So according to the British Journal of Ophthalmology, Oral glycerin supplements may help reduce excessive eye pressure in cases like glaucoma. So I am familiar with people taking it orally for glaucoma. I, you have to be careful when it comes to taking this thing because you can not take the right amount and it can cause issues. There it's a debate as to if it actually helps people with weight loss. So in my thinking, if it has to do with water absorbance, so then is it basically weight loss from too much water? It sounds like it. And athletic performance. So this is still under study. There is not much said about it, but the information is actually out there. Like I said, glycerin actually has some possible side effects. So if you're trying or you're planning to take glycerin supplement or suppositories, make sure it is in moderation. Glycerin is still a form of sugar alcohol, 
which your body cannot absorb completely, so it may cause abdominal gas and diarrhea if it's taken in excessive amounts. So you may be thinking, wait a minute, you just said it's taken as for dehydration, it helps with dehydration from diarrhea and vomiting, but then how is it that it can cause diarrhea? Well, this is, again, one of those cases if you look in the side effect list of medications, it says constipation, diarrhea, because people are different. It can do different things in different people. Um, glycerin, when it's not taken at the right amount, whatever that is, it can cause headaches, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, excessive thirst, allergic reactions like rashes, itching, severe dizziness, and breathing problems. So, Obviously, always, always, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, you should not be thinking about it and certainly using it orally or suppository. That should be out. I think when it comes to anything, unless we're 100% sure, which I still don't think anyone, we do enough studies on pregnant women or breastfeeding women to learn what anything does. So I'm just going to digress for a second and talk about, not talk about, but when I say anything that includes this COVID vaccine. So we're not doing enough of anything to study it. And certainly when it comes to this vaccine, it hasn't even been that long. So I hope that you're not going to be standing in line to try to get the vaccine if you're pregnant or if you're breastfeeding. But when it comes to glycerin, for goodness sake, don't use it. That would be my thought. It, you're, it, it's up to you. But if it were me, I would not be jeopardizing anything. Glycerin is not recommended for people suffering from dehydration, diabetes, gastrointestinal problems, heart and kidney diseases, to avoid allergic reactions, Make sure you're not hypersensitive to any of the materials used in making glycerin. So um, if you're taking medication and plan on taking this orally or as a suppository, make sure you run it by your prescribing physician. So with that said, let me tell you something about your prescri prescribing physician. You have to understand there are way too many medications out there. There are way too many drug interactions and way too many drug supplement interactions. So there are websites you can use if you're taking a medication. There are websites you can take and then you can do the cross-reference to see if there is a drug supplement interaction. When it comes to your prescribing physician, for you to rely on what they know, you're wasting your time. It's hard to keep track of. If there are any kind of doctors that you can consult and trust what the information they give you as far as drug interaction or drug supplement interaction, it's a pharmacist. That's what their job is. So instead of asking your primary care physician, hey, is it okay if I do this and that? They don't, it's hard to keep track of, just to be fair. It's just way too many things to know. And that is not the department that they are aware of. So 
just do yourself a favor and save their face and just either do Google, get to the website where it does, and better yet, I would consult a pharmacist for this kind of advice. So glycerin, when we talked about the petroleum-based one, so that's 100% out of question, you don't want to do it. But when it comes to the natural way, there are, the when it's derived from vegetables, there is the GMO vegetables. So there are soybeans, canola, and cotton seed that glycerin is taken out of also. This means that not only environmental destruction is taking place as a result of you supporting that kind, but you're also ingesting you're also applying things with a GMO, genetically modified organism, that is going to jack you up as well. So you, if you don't want to think about the planet, think about the unhealthy exposure that you basically impose upon your being. So don't get it unless it says it is not GMO. So look around you, just understand when we don't, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, it's just a little something, you know, it's not going to kill you. Well, it's a little something you can actually control. What you can control is the air you're breathing. What you can control is all the other factors around you that's actually make your environment unhealthy. If you can Control what you put in your mouth, what you put on your skin, what you put in your body. By all means, do your very, very best. Be careful. You only have one body and you only have one life, at least as far as we know. So it's not about how long you live. It's how you live it. Look around you. In the past, we knew someone who knew someone who had cancer. Now there is not one single person who doesn't actually know someone with cancer. How is it that the number of neurological disorders have increased? You know, this is all debatable. Of course, you can find research um, basically denying the correlation of these things. Uh, Monsanto is, uh, you know, it's taken a very, very, very long time to prove that they're just full of crap. And they are, and then yet when you go to Home Depot or you go to your gardening center, you see Roundup everywhere. So these things add up. Its cumulative effect is just outrageous. So don't get anything that is GMO. Why is it that we hear so many things about genetically modified, uh, not genetically modified, um, autoimmunity? Autoimmunity is... It's not because we're diagnosing people more. It's because we're seeing more people with these issues. I mean, be on the more cautious side of things. That is my advice. So make sure that you buy glycerin from certified non-GMO sources. Coconut oil and palm oil can be two of those uh, resources. I prefer coconut oil myself. Once you get the oil, you can actually make your own glycerin. So you want to make sure that when you're purchasing this, it says non-GMO. It's verified that this is not uh, GMO-derived oil or vegetable oil. 
Um, the recipe I'm going to uh, give you, and I'm, I think I'm going to make it myself. I usually purchase it, but I think I'm going to make it myself um, because I have all the products pretty much. Uh, and it's fun to make something yourself. But I, I will put these ingredients in the show notes in case uh, you want to uh, get it and you're driving and listening to this thing, then it's it's hard to remember. So I'll put it in the show notes in case you want to uh, get that information. So to make your own glycerin, glycerin, what you need to do is you need animal or plant-derived oil. So you can get lard, tallow, palm oil, and coconut oil. All of those are fine. Then you need lye, water, and salt. So what you need to do is you mix sea salt and two ounces of water in a saucepan, bring it to boil, you stir it well, and you set aside to cool. Then in a glass container, you add lye to nine ounces of water, and you stir it thoroughly. The mixture will heat rapidly because of the chemical reaction. Then you set it aside to cool to 110 degrees Fahrenheit. You pour the oil into a large saucepan and warm it on a stovetop over medium-low heat until it reaches 110 degrees Fahrenheit. Carefully, you pour the lye and water mixture into the oil and you stir it thoroughly you continue stirring the mixture for about 15 minutes. Once the mixture thickens, you add in the brine, stir briefly and allow it to cool. Place the mixture in the refrigerator overnight. Skim off curdles of soap on top of the mixture. You can pour these curdles into a mold to make a bar of soap. After you've removed all traces of soap, pour the glycerin liquid into a glass container and seal it tightly. So um, if you're using animal fat, this is is still liquid. Uh, Obviously when it gets cold, it gets, um, uh, it can get a little bit uh, solid, uh, but you can put it, like I said before, uh, you can add a a little bit of lemon juice to it just to kind of have that smell of lemon, which if you like that, um, I would think, I mean, I don't know about, uh, um, other essential oils or anything. I've never mixed it myself, but that's one of those things that you can certainly add all these, um, lotions and things that, uh, we buy. It smells great, but then you don't know what's in it. This is one of those things that you can use with the summer coming and, you know, people wearing flip-flops. It's a nice thing to put on the, uh, at the bottom of your feet at night. Uh, in the morning, you know, if you have chapped lips, well, you could use that. It's, it's okay there too. Once again, do not, under any circumstances, get the petroleum-based uh, glycerin. Anyway, um, I hope that you remember, once again, that you are in charge of your own life. The choices you make have consequences, good or bad. So try to make wise decisions going forward. Don't overwhelm yourself with what's out there and what you're not doing. Concentrate on the one thing that you're doing each and every day. And each and every day you add to the 
list of things you do. So next thing you know, you're actually living a nice and healthy life. It's all about that. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please forward them to me via email, drspodcastshow at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and share it with your loved ones. And until next time, take care.